Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, January 22nd. Ian Cameron, ready to break down the Sunday NHL slate. We've got five games on tap here on this Sunday, uh, and a uh, Saturday that was filled with interesting results, um, surprises, uh, exciting games, great games in some cases. And at the end of the day, it ended up being an okay day for me. Uh, slight profit. Uh, on the day. Uh, it was a very high volume card, as you would expect from yours truly on a 14 game slate uh, like we had yesterday. But uh, definitely it was a uh, very entertaining Saturday. It was a very entertaining Saturday across all sports. Let's be honest. If you're a sports fan, not just a hockey fan, yesterday, Saturday was the day for you. Yesterday, it was just an outstanding day. You had NFL divisional playoffs. You had a full NHL slate, hockey day in Canada, north of the border. Uh, you had NBA college basketball. You had a big UFC card last night uh, in Brazil. I mean, it was just uh, a great day, great sports day. As far as the hockey uh, end of it goes in the NHL, we started the day with Anaheim Buffalo, 6-3 Sabres. Uh, a nice uh, victory for Buffalo there, taking care of business against a team they should beat. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, you got to win games like that. When you're playing a lower-level team at home and you need the points, you've got to find ways to win. Uh, those games and certainly we saw that with the uh, Ducks and the Sabres Buffalo with the 6-3 win the Calgary Flames I'm a, I'm kind of disappointed I chickened out of taking Calgary I, I actually sprinkled a couple bucks on them but nothing significant I didn't make it an official play on the show but I did kind of think it was a decent setup for Calgary off losing to Colorado they weren't happy with their game it was also their first home game after a road trip and Colorado we know is playing excellent hockey again uh, at this, this point in time and Tampa Bay ending the road trip, and then I looked at it again closer to puck drop, and I'm like, wait a minute, Tampa Bay, the last time they were on a road trip, they lost back-to-back against Minnesota and Winnipeg, and the Winnipeg game in particular was a dud the last two games of that road trip before they went back home, and same kind of situation. They lost the game in Edmonton, then they had that final game of the road trip yesterday afternoon in Calgary. They lose that game, and I don't think it was anywhere close to Tampa Bay's best game. Calgary clearly deserved the win and the two points, outplayed. Tampa Bay uh, in much of that game outshot them, outchanced them. Uh, it was an excellent performance. I think it was one of Calgary's best games of the season. Just they they were the dominant hockey team, and there has not been many instances where we've seen that from the uh, Calgary Flames. Not enough times we've seen that from the uh, Calgary Flames this year. So it's a really solid performance. Their best players stepped up, all of them. Uh, it was a really good effort, uh, top to bottom. And look, a win in net for Dan Vladar. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to I think start to get more. Uh, opportunities in net because Markstrom just cannot seem to get on any sort of track, uh, any, any sort of traction, any sort of rhythm, any sort of flow, any sort of streak right now for the uh, Flames in net. So uh, a very solid performance there from uh, the Flames yesterday and 6-3 win, really controlling the play over Tampa yesterday. 5-3 Florida beating Minnesota. The Alex Lyons show continues to impress. Rave reviews. Uh, very solid performance from the guy. Um, and, you know, Alex hinted at it, I think, when the when he was on the show uh, and the last time we talked about Florida, you know, he said that Alex Lyon was terrific in the AHL the la last year, um, was a big part of that playoff run that the Wolves had, and he's playing very well right now. That's now two games in a row. I said, I got to see more after he played well against Montreal. Let's be honest. Uh, Minnesota, a little bit better team, and played very well. Played very well in that game. Minnesota had a bunch of really good chances. He shut the door. They still got three goals, but wasn't enough. Florida with a 5-3 win. Uh, very good win for the uh, Panthers. Um, disappointing result for the Wild. Two road losses in a row now for uh, Minnesota uh, in that one. best One of three best bets that I had on the show. The only one that did not come through was uh, Minnesota last night. Philly, they come through for me. Uh, they were plus 120. Uh, they get a two to one win against the uh, Flyers. I said Flyers is a dog catching Detroit back home after after the road trip. Uh, Philly wasn't impressed or or wasn't happy with their game against Chicago uh, the other night at home, and it was a very solid uh, bounce back spot, a bounce back game, I should say, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Two one win over Detroit. 
Uh, over the total, we go with San Jose Columbus. We said we love that over. Uh, Kevin Beach, my guest, liked the over in that game as well. Pretty straightforward, right? You got two bad teams defensively, two teams going nowhere. It's not like you're going to see anybody blocking shots. It's not like you're trying to get a playoff spot and you need to tighten things up. And it ended up being pretty much a back and forth trade chances type of hockey game. 5-3 victory for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in that one over the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, what can you say? Um, they pulled another Leafs on us. Um, just, um, I don't know what the hell happened from the first period to the rest of the game. I need to know how a team can go from playing the way Toronto did in the first period on a hockey night in Canada game against a rival. It's a, not a good team, Montreal. I get it. They're, but they're still your rival. You've still got to show up to play because you have to know. You have to have some sensibility that the other team, for even as bad a season as they're having, they're going to they're gonna treat this game every single time they play you like they're Stanley Cup. That's just the way it is when with Montreal. They have nothing to strive for this year. They're not going to be a playoff team. They're going to be in the lottery in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. They're not going anywhere this year. But the one thing you can count on with the Montreal Canadiens is that when the Toronto Maple Leafs are the opponent, they're going to bring their all. They've done it too many times in a row now to think otherwise. But the Toronto Maple Leafs apparently thought, hey, 2 nothing after the first period. Peace out on this hockey game. We've done our work tonight. We've, we, you know, we've punched the clock. We're out of here after the first 20 minutes. We don't need to do shit for the rest of this hockey game. Um, you know, you just absolutely have to laugh. It's laughable. And, and it, it really does feel like that's the mentality that team had after the first period. Because they dominated the first period. I thought they had a terrific first period. They were up 2 nothing. Montreal barely got any quality looks uh, on net. And then... You know, Toronto in the second period, you could see Montreal was starting to, you know, they got, they probably got a little bit of a wake-up call in the intermission, and Toronto was still fine. They were up 2 nothing. Then Montreal finally breaks through. They get the 2-1 to goal, and Samsonov made a few. Samsonov was excellent. He's the one Leaf I don't blame last night. He was absolutely terrific uh, for them once again. Second game in a row, even though he lost this one, he played well uh, in defeat. Uh, but once that uh, Montreal... A goal went in, and they got on the board, and they made it 2-1. From that moment, it was all Montreal the rest of the game. It's like Toronto stopped skating, stopped playing, stopped hustling for loose pucks, stopped trying to win battles uh, all over the ice, and it was just um, a ridiculous showing from the Leafs in the final two periods that they were basically had the game totally taken to them by a Montreal team that not only has been struggling since the break, not only has been um, you know, the Cole Caulfield injury was just devastating. And yet you've got these call-ups in the AHL, you know, basically clowning this Leafs team last night. That's what they did. Harvey Pinard, who the fuck was that? And he scores a goal last night for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, just an awful showing. I mean, once it got to 2-1, it's like it was a totally different hockey game. Uh, and credit to the Canadians. Like I said, they, 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 they come to play when they play Toronto. And that's now uh, twice in a row they've beaten them this year. That's now five in a row they've beaten them in Montreal. That's 5-0 and for the Canadians in Montreal against the Leafs the last five times they've hosted them. So uh, congrats to the uh, Canadians. They pulled a big dog uh, upset win uh, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. They were up as high as plus 300 uh, in that game last night. So that's one of those results you file away for future reference where whatever the price is, you give a long, hard look toward Montreal the next time they play Toronto. They, they get up for them in Toronto kind of takes it for granted that, oh, they're Montreal. They're one of the worst teams this year. They're rebuilding, yada, 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 and they don't play as hard. And that tells you all you need to know about how the theory and the motto in sports will beat skill. It's still true. It's still 100% true that that can happen, and we saw it last night. Um, Carolina, 5-2 win against the Islanders. We cashed one of the best bets there with uh, Canes in regulation. Um, you know, pretty much did what I thought they would. The Islanders are struggling. The Islanders are, I think I've gotten to the point with the Islanders. I'm fading them every game until proven otherwise, until I see signs of a turnaround, until I see this team show a greater ability to put the puck in the net. Uh, I will be looking to fade this team. Now, coincidentally enough, they play Toronto in their next game on Monday night. And you got to think Toronto's not going to be thrilled with that Montreal effort after the first period. So uh, looking ahead to Monday, we might be on the Leafs in some form there against this, just this reeling Islanders team. They can't put the puck in the net. Uh, they've got all kinds of issues uh, in terms of uh, offense right now. Power play stinks. Sorokin's play uh, hasn't been nearly as good as it was early in the season, and they can't they can't overcome the offensive doldrums if the goaltending is going to be anything less than great. 
and that's what we're seeing right now uh, with the Islanders. Uh, and the defensive game has struggled too. Adam Pellick, I'm going to say that name again. Adam Pellick is a meaningful, impactful injury for the uh, New York Islanders. And you can see that since he's been out, it's not been the same defensive team at all. Uh, a nice win for Carolina, 5-2 there. Uh, Winnipeg, 5-1 over Ottawa. That's the other best bet winner for me yesterday. The Jets uh, doing what I thought they would do. I mean, you lose to Montreal, you lose to Toronto. 0-2 uh, start on this road trip through Eastern Canada, and they get back on track, 5-1, full focus. All the top players stepped up. It was a great team effort, much better defensively. No mistakes with the puck. Connor Hellebuck was much better uh, as well in that game uh, for uh, the uh, auto for the uh, Winnipeg Jets as well. You, you look at who scored all the goals: Ehlers, Shifley, Wheeler, Shifley with two goals, Wheeler, uh, Perfetti. Um, you know, you pretty much got the big guns all contributing for the uh, Jets. Much better effort, much better performance. Five-one uh, win against Ottawa, and they had the schedule in their favor, which we talked about yesterday. Catching Ottawa on the back-to-back after playing in Pittsburgh uh, on Friday night. So uh, nice win there for the uh, Jets. Five-one there in that game. Dallas shutting out Arizona four nothing. Uh, pretty good perform, very solid considering you're back home off a trip. Maybe a little sleepwalk, maybe when you're playing Arizona on your home ice, but not for Dallas. They put that game to bed early, three nothing, and then they basically parked the bus and they rode that three nothing lead to victory for the rest of the game. How about the Blackhawks? Wow, plus two twenty uh, underdog, and I, I I jumped on them and I said yesterday I th- I think they're worth a look here. You can't trust the Blues laying this kind of price, and if anything, you're going to get Chicago stepping up here and wanting to put a good game on the board and a good performance out there in the uh, NHL debut of Jackson Stauber. And congratulations, by the way, uh, to Jackson Stauber uh, getting his first NHL win last night in net for the uh, Blackhawks. To be honest with you, there were parts of that game uh, when I was watching you know, him make those 29 saves in that victory. I'm thinking he's better than any goaltender they've got or any other goaltender we've seen from them this year. It's better than Mrazek. Of course, there's a lot of it doesn't take much to be better than Morozik this year. You know, he might even be a little bit better than Staylock. You know, I was impressed with him, uh, no question. And uh, Chicago uh, getting a 5-3 to three victory over the St. Louis Blues. We all saw in the over in that game, and it cashed fairly easily. So that was a very good game for me with the big dog ticket cashing on Chicago and also the game going over the total. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the lottery. Don't tell the players that the lottery means a thing to them. And that's the thing that I always t- caution people. There are people, and, and my pal Morenci says this all the time, you know, um, the players on the current roster, especially the veteran players, they don't give two shits about trying to win some uh, draft lottery. You know, the way they probably are thinking is, hey, this, this kid Bedard or whoever uh, we pick in that first round, they're going to try to take my job. Why would I want that to happen? You know, why would I want that to happen? Why would I want someone to try to steal my position that I've been, that I've had on this hockey team for X number of years or whatever? So if you actually think about it from the player's perspective, it actually makes a, a shit ton of sense. Why the hell would they care about a, a draft lottery? The, the organization cares, you know, and the same thing with the coaching staff. Do you think Luke Richardson's coaching to lose games? No. You know, he's trying to, this is his first year, this is his first NHL opportunity as head coach. You think he wants to go, you know, 20 and 62 this year, or 20 and, four, yeah, 20 and 62 this year. No, you know, he, he wants to put some wins on the board. Uh, so if you actually think about it, the players and the coaches really don't want to tank, you know, they don't want to buy into any of that nonsense. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the fan base that wants them to tank. It's the organization, maybe silently, they will, they'll never say it, you know, the front office, but you know, they probably want to be uh, in a position where they've got an excellent shot to draft Connor Bedard, but, the players and the coaches, I, I, especially in this sport, I don't believe for a second they tank. You know, NBA might be, I'm, I'm a little more believing in it there, but even there, I mean, you've got people that are saying, hey, this, these people that we might be drafting, they might be coming after my job, and I might lose it to this guy, whoever we get. So think about it from that perspective, and you understand why, hey, it's not an automatic that these bad teams are just going to just lose games left and right. And Chicago is all of a sudden on an incredible streak. Uh, they have played uh, really uh, a remarkable run for Chicago. They're six and one now in their last seven games. And think about a lot of the prices: plus three hundred against Calgary, plus two seventy-five against Calgary, uh, Colorado, uh, plus one seventy-five against Buffalo, plus two hundred against Philly. The plus two thirty uh, that they were last night against St. Louis. I mean, they are absolutely um, 
you know, cashing some big dog tickets right now. So might be a team to be either back them or you, you stay away right now until you see them level off a little bit. Uh, what else did we see last night? 5-3 Nashville as they beat L.A. Phoenix Copley, man, the magic is starting to wear off a little bit and hitting a wall, playing a lot of games. Uh, you know, maybe a situation where teams are figuring him out a little bit, but he was yanked after uh, two quick goals allowed uh, in the first minute of that game. Uh, I've never seen that before. First of all, two goals allowed in the first minute, and then the goalie gets yanked right after. So it's about as short a night as you could ask for for Phoenix Copley. Jonathan Quick took over after that. wasn't much better for him. Uh, you know, that that's the one issue with this L.A. team is the goaltending. You know, Copley's been great, but is he going to be able to sustain this throughout the rest of January and February and March and April when the playoffs arrive? Like, will they make a move to address goaltending? You start to wonder if maybe they're looking for a goalie at the deadline. You know, I, I don't have utmost faith in Jonathan Quick this year. He's not been good. His numbers are, are, are very poor this year. And if Phoenix Copley is starting to regress and go in the other direction, you know, what do you do with the most important position in hockey? If you're for a team that's hoping to win at least a couple of playoff rounds this year. So LA has got some decisions to make with that. No question. Um, Kempe continues to play great. Quinton Byfield gets a, a power play goal as well for the uh, LA Kings. He's starting to percolate. And I think his props moving forward, you know, might be worth a look Two uh, one Colorado. They beat Seattle in a shootout. What a phenomenal game. This was don't be fooled by two to one and say, Oh, what a, Boring game, three goals, not much happened. Oh, a lot happened. It was a very, very entertaining game. It was a very competitive game. It was a very even hockey game. 27-27 were the final shots on goal, and it ended up being a Colorado victory in a shootout. Nate McKinnon getting the only shootout goal. Uh, we saw Alex Newhook score the only regulation goal for uh, Colorado. And our guy, we mentioned him. He's maybe live in this game to find the back of the net. Ryan Donato, Donato's Pizza. Uh, he ended up uh, getting on the uh, scoreboard and tying it up for Seattle in the second. It was a great hockey game, really good. Uh, and Seattle, even though they lost in a shootout, that's one of those games where you say, you know what, Seattle lost in a shootout, but that was a great account of themselves they made in that game. They were toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Avs, who are playing their best hockey right now. Uh, it, was a, it was a good hockey game, very good. Uh, Grubauer was solid. He was pumped up to play his former team. Uh, Pavel Francouz getting a rare start was good in net, good goaltending. Uh, a lot of there were chances, even though two one, maybe you think otherwise. So, yeah, yes, the game comfortably stayed under. But again, it's one of those perfect examples of you think two to one. If you just look at the score, you think pretty dull hockey game couldn't have been further from the truth. Vegas bounces back six to two over Washington. Uh, would have been nice to know if Ovechkin wasn't playing earlier, but Ovechkin obviously was a late scratch. That's no excuse for Washington. They had a terrible game. Quite honestly, um, they had tons of mistakes with the puck and Vegas capitalized. Uh, they got out to a five nothing lead before Washington finally got on the board. But credit to Vegas. That was a we put our foot down. We got to get our shit together. We got to get on. We got to get our ass in gear and we got to start playing better hockey. That's what that was from the Vegas Golden Knights last night. So uh, very impressive uh, by the uh, Golden Knights. there, finally getting a good performance on the board and, and getting a victory. They desperately needed last night against the uh, Washington Capitals. And the final game last night, I saved it for last, 4-2 Edmonton. But, you know, Edmonton keeps rolling. They're playing great. Uh, what a night for Zach Hyman, four points. But the big story is likely the final game of Bruce Boudreaux and the great acknowledgement of him and his plight by the Vancouver Canucks fans at Rogers Arena last night. Multiple Bruce, there it is, chance saluting him, ovation at the end of the game when he was – um walking off people are saying you know bruce boudreaux after this you know is going to someone's got to hire him because of just how well he's handled this uh because this is just absolutely insane what he's had to deal with you know and uh i think in some i think in some way bruce is going to look like right now he's probably for the last few weeks he's probably been thinking what have i done to deserve this i'm being strung along i'm dangling here it's like i'm hanging from a, a high wire and i'm dangling for my uh, for my life here, and I'm just waiting for the axe to fall, the shoe to drop, and I have no idea when that's going to be. You know, and for the longest time, he didn't know if it was going to happen. It was only confirmed really the last se several days that you know Rick Tockett's going to be the new head coach, and it'll be announced that way on Monday. So we figured this last night would be Bruce's last game. It probably is, but if anything, Bruce handled it well, as well as you could ask for. You know, he didn't ever you know, 
ripped the organization, even though he could have and maybe he should have. He never ripped Jim Rutherford or Aquilini, the owner, or Alvin, the GM, or any of those guys. He didn't say a bad word about them. All he did was just answer questions about hockey, say, yeah, I'm just going to come to work every day. Even chuckle, even tried to spin it with a sense of humor. That's 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 the, the part that just blew my mind about how Bruce handled this. This is obviously a very stressful, this is a painful situation to be involved in. And the fact that he's even trying to put a com- comedic spin on it and trying to you know joke about it and laugh it off and all that stuff, uh, it was just, uh, it tells you all you need to know. He just ha- handled this extremely well, you know, and if anything, he's going to look back on this and he's probably going to think, you know what, you stupid fucks, uh, Francis, Francesco Aquilini, wherever you are. I don't know. Where is he right now? Anyways, like I say, he's sipping his uh, Italian wine somewhere at some, uh, bistro an Italian restaurant or something. I don't know where the fuck he is. He's been absent MIA during this whole thing. And, and Jim Rutherford, who's very, dis- uh, very disappointed with him. Because I've always thought, I've always held him in high regard as an executive in the NHL. And Alvin deserves some blame too. He's the GM. He's the one that decides when and when to, when to fire a coach. And he's, you know, left Bruce hanging, you know, for weeks on end. If anything, if I'm Bruce, you know what I say to those stupid morons with this Vancouver organization? I say, in some kind of sick way, I think I should thank you guys for the pain you've caused me, for the cruelty you have done to me. Because if anything, it's going to make me stronger and it's going to make me better moving forward. And people around the league are going to see, you know, how I had to deal with this internally and how well I dealt with it publicly to everybody. And people will look at me in a new light and say, hey, Bruce Boudreaux is one hell of a guy for putting up with this shit. So if I'm Bruce, you know, that's exactly what I think uh, he's going to look back on and say, you know what? This this incident, which is a horror show for him and his family, it's actually probably going to make him a stronger man, a stronger person moving forward. It, it probably will. Uh, so you know what? Uh, I wish him well. And if you see why how he got emotional when the crowd was doing their Bruce, there it is at the end of the game. Don't rule out that this is the that was the last game he coached behind an NHL bench because we are talking about a guy that's approaching seventy. You know, in terms of his age. So it's not a foregone conclusion. That even if he's offered another job down the road, he's going to accept it. It depends on when it happens. It depends on the situation. Is it a good fit? All these different things in terms of is it a good fit with the team, location, whatever. But we're talking about he's approaching 70. So I think he and even hinted at it that that last night might have been it, you know, for him from a coaching standpoint in the National Hockey League. So uh, definitely uh, we'll have to wait and see. I think definitely there'll be teams interested at the very least. Uh, in him in some capacity, assistant coach, uh, head coach uh, at some point. But it's about, you know, now do you want to make that commitment again when you're approaching 70 years old, which Bruce Boudreaux is. So that ends up being the uh, big decision at the end of the day. But um, again, we wish him well. This was a, this was just horribly handled from the very beginning uh, by the Vancouver Canucks. They should be abso- absolutely ashamed of themselves. Good on the fan base. So many of them are just calling them out for this just absolutely ridiculous, uh, horrendous behavior uh, and the way they've treated Bruce. Uh, and um, again, hopefully it's a learning lesson to all other teams and management staffs out there. You don't do this to someone that's an employee of yours. You don't you don't treat them this way. All right, um, let's get on to business at hand. And that's the Sunday card. Uh, let's get into it. We will start with Pittsburgh and New Jersey. We've got the New Jersey Devils minus 145. Uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half uh, in this game. Uh, I think when you look at it here, um, very interesting hockey game. Pittsburgh has been obviously going through their tough times. They've had their share of struggles. They did lose to Ottawa early in the week in Ottawa, bounced back strong in the rematch against that same Ottawa Senators team Friday night in Pittsburgh, a four to one victory for the Penguins, uh, bouncing back strong. And Tristan Jari, in his return in net for the uh, Penguins was spectacular. He was really good. I mean, really strong in that game. He was square to the shooter. He was moving laterally post to post extremely well. His lateral movement was fine. He had looked like he had no lingering effects from that injury. He turns aside 44 uh, Ottawa shots uh, or 44 saves, I should say, on 45 Ottawa shots. Uh, Excellent performance from him uh, in goal. We'll see if he can carry that over here. And look, Pittsburgh, you look at that game as well, timely scoring. You know, they got capitalized on their chances. You know, Ricard Raquel, power play goal. 
Uh, Jason Zucker, who continues to be the guy I mentioned in terms of player props for Pittsburgh. This guy plays hard every single night. I'm so impressed with Zucker's game right now uh, for the uh, Penguins. Gensel gets on the board twice for the uh, Penguins. You know, those are the guys that have to get it done here for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. No question about that. Uh, we'll see how they fare here. This is not a great scheduling spot for New Jersey. Not one bit. They're back home off a long road trip. It's an early start game for them as well. 2 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday afternoon. They started this road trip in Carolina. Then they went out west, Anaheim, L.A., San Jose, Seattle uh, for four games. And keep in mind, during that four-game stretch out west, they had to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had to play four games in seven days. That's a lot of games in a short period of time. Now, they have gotten a couple days off. Uh, they were off Friday, Saturday. Now they play here. But tricky spot. They've been on the road still for 10 days, you know, by the time you got back home here to New Jersey. And if you look at New Jersey, they're now back home. Why do I emphasize that? Because they haven't been good at home. Well, they've definitely not been as good at home as they've been on the road. They've been one of the best road teams this year uh, in the New Jersey Devils. But uh, on the road, this team's had their issues uh, big time. They're one and eight in their last nine home games, one win in their last nine home games. And by the way, you talk about the, I uh, talk about how the spot is a little tricky here. Five-game road trip back home first game. That's always a, a negative spot, especially when you're in this price range, too. You're laying a buck 45. The Devils are 0-4 in the last four instances where they've been back home after a road trip of at least one week in length. All right, 0-4 for the Devils. Last four home games after a road trip of one week or more in length. All right, so that's what what that's what's going against them here. I like Pittsburgh a little bit. You know, it's not best bet or anything, but... I think getting a nice little price here at plus 125 uh, at, at a couple places still have plus 125 on Pittsburgh. I think it's worth a look on them here in, in this spot. They lost to New Jersey on December 30th when these teams met in Pittsburgh 4-2. Remember, Penguins were right in the throes of their struggles, you know, at that point in time. Uh, and you actually look at the way this this series history has projected. It's been actually road dominated, road teams dominated here uh, as of late. Uh, we saw. Uh, New Jersey went, win 4-2 in Pittsburgh October of last year. December of last year and February of last year in New Jersey, Pittsburgh won both of those games. And then Pittsburgh or New Jersey won in Pittsburgh February 24th. And then, of course, we saw New Jersey win in Pittsburgh uh, in the one regular season meeting earlier this season. So you actually look at the way it's transpired. The road teams won five straight games you know, in this series history. So I think the Penguins are worth a look here. Plus 125, it's a negative scheduling situation for the New Jersey Devils. Tristan Jari's confirmed in net, and all we've got is that one game back where he looked great. Now, you're going to be facing a lot tougher offense here, you know, when you throw Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt and Nico Heeshear and company at you. That's going to be a lot tougher of a challenge here for Jari, but he looked up to the challenge uh, Friday night. And uh, still, again, some injuries, too. Jan Ruda, Latang on the blue line for... Pittsburgh. Uh, Kapanen's out for Pittsburgh as well up front, but Kapanen's been an enigma this year. He's had some brief little hot flashes, hot stretches, and then it just peters out. He's actually had more of a bad season than a good one. And remember, John Marino, you know, good young blue liner for New Jersey remains on IR for them. So we'll see who's in net for New Jersey. We don't have it confirmed yet, but either way, I like Pittsburgh here a little bit at plus 125 uh, in this game. Uh, Totals-wise, it's uh, interesting because if you look at uh, the way the series history has transpired, uh, the games in New Jersey have stayed under. Uh, it's the games in Pittsburgh that have been a little bit more high scoring uh, as of late. So I'm kind of going back and forth with the total. I think it could go either way in terms of that. New Jersey is trending over. I will say that. And it's uh, seven straight overs. I lean that way. Certainly from a total standpoint is over six and a half. But I prefer the side in this game with Pittsburgh plus 125. As far as the props go, I mentioned Zucker. He's almost a must play uh, right now every single game. Uh, no question about that. Uh, and you look at the New Jersey uh, side of the equation, uh, Heeshear, point machine. Uh, Jack Hughes is always worth consideration. Jesper Bratt's heating up for them uh, as well. Uh, make no mistake about it. You know what's funny is that sneaking under the radar lately and starting to chip in here and there from a point standpoint is Damon Severson from the uh, blue line for New Jersey. If you go back to January 4th, Damon Severson has eight points for the New Jersey Devils uh, in the last eight games. So he's basically playing like a point-per-game player from the uh, blue line uh, for the Devils during this time. So uh, keep in mind all of those uh, players I mentioned, all worth maybe a player props look here uh, in this game for the uh, New Jersey uh, Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, L.A. and Chicago. 
Uh, Kings and Blackhawks, Kings minus 230, uh, road favorite, six the total in this game. Another one of those classic Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. local time starts in Chicago. They do a bunch of these throughout the uh, course of the season. Uh, Chicago, uh, obviously a 5-3 win last night against the uh, St. Louis Blues. We'll see if they carry that over here to the night against the uh, L.A. Kings, who've lost three in a row. Um, you know, and you look at it. Uh, by the way, I should point out, too, with these two teams, they've played each other twice this year. Chicago already beat L.A. here at the United Center 2-1 to one in overtime uh, back on November 3rd. And then a week later, L.A. wins 2-1 to one in overtime out there at the Crypto Arena. Uh, in LA. So both games went to overtime, which means we've seen tight and low scoring hockey games in both meetings this year between the Kings and the Blackhawks. Uh, as far as the back to back, both teams on the back to back, LA lost in Nashville last night. Uh, Chicago won in St. Louis. LA is only one and four on the second night of back to back games. That's not good, but it's actually worse for Chicago. 0 oh, and six this season on the second night of a back to back. So uh, bad, you can put the records combined. Um, it's one and, or, sorry, it's 0-7 for Chicago. Or yeah, 0-6, I should say. Yeah, 0-6 for Chicago on a back-to-back. So you put the records together, 1-10, uh, okay? 1-10 for these two teams combined on a second night of back-to-back games. So both of them have been uh, not uh, getting the job done when they're playing uh, consecutive games. This is probably dog or pass for me. It has to be with Chicago. I mean, when you see clear evidence of a team outperforming their their pricing, their price point, and their and, and where they're currently being uh, priced in the betting markets, you, you either have to back them or you have to pass the game. And right now, Chicago is six and one in their last seven games. Are they going to go on a losing streak again at some point? Of course they are. This is definitely not something they're going to be able to sustain. Uh, for 82 games, but you know, you're looking at this from a value standpoint and Chicago right now, it may not be this way in two weeks. It may not be this way in a month from now, but right now, right now at this point in time, Chicago is playing better than a plus one nine than, than a team that should be priced as a plus one ninety or plus 200 underdog, which they are here uh, in this game. That's just the way it is right now. Uh, they have had issues on these Sunday home games, and Alex will be the first one to tell you that. Uh, he said that on multiple occasions. These have not been situations where Chicago's played well. That being said, they did play well last time. They played on a Sunday night at home just two weeks ago against Calgary. They won in overtime by a score of 4-3 uh, in that game. Uh, we'll see who's in net because obviously we saw the young kid, Jackson Stauber, uh, son of Rob Stauber the former NHL goalie, journeyman goalie. He was mostly a backup goalie in his career uh, in the NHL. But Rob Stauber, uh, that is his son that was in net last night for Chicago. Jackson Stauber making his uh, NHL debut and getting his first uh, NHL win uh, last night in that game. Uh, we'll see who's in net. Uh, I'm seeing Morozik projected. I'm seeing Quick projected uh, for each of these teams. Maybe the over is worth a look if that's the case. I certainly am interested in, a, in an over if that's the case. Uh, but I would lean Chicago again. Again, a small bet, perhaps. I think you have to look in that direction here. And L.A.'s not in great form all of a sudden. They've dropped three in a row against good teams, New Jersey, Dallas, and Nashville. It's not like they lost to bad teams. Uh, and this is what you consider, eventually, it's, they're going to revert to being a bad team against Chicago. But right now, they've got some serious mojo going. What's impressed me about Chicago is, you know, the offense has exploded. They've scored a boatload of goals here of late. You go back to the win against Calgary. This team has scored 4 7 12, 16 20, 25 goals. 25 goals in their last six games. 25 goals in their last six games, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the offense has just been thriving uh, lately, and uh, that's made all the difference in the world uh, for Chicago here uh, during this uh, recent run that they have uh, put together, uh, no question. And uh, so we'll see uh, if uh, Chicago can keep up those good. Uh, results here uh, in this uh, game tonight against the uh, LA Kings. Worth noting again last night when you look at the way the game uh, played out uh, between these two teams, Athenasiu stepped up, Max Domi's been good. You know, there's one guy that's really worth looking at from a prop standpoint right now for Chicago. Uh, it's uh, Reese Johnson. Uh, this guy uh, has been, I, every, I mean, I'm seeing him pop up on the score sheet, it seems, uh, more often than not. You know, it's been very impressive. Back-to-back -back games with a goal. Uh, against the Blues and the um, Flyers 
uh, for this Chicago team. Uh, Reese Johnson is definitely making an impact here and getting an opportunity and making the most of it at this point in time for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So, you know, obviously if you're going to look at props in this game, um, yeah, I mean, you could always, Domi on the top line has been heating up. Radish has always been worth a look. And and the funny thing about Reese Johnson is this guy is not exactly getting, you know, a, a boatload of ice time. You know, he's getting eight or nine, 10 minutes, 11 tops because he's playing on the fourth line. But I think at some point Luke Richardson is going to start giving him more ice time, maybe as early as tonight because he's now scored in back-to-back games. So you talk about if you want bargain bin uh, in terms of a player prop tonight, that would be it uh, for Chicago here. Reese Johnson, he's just been uh, absolutely uh, noticeable and, and making and fine again finding the back of the net here in back-to-back games for this uh, Blackhawks team. And it's plus seven fifty uh, to score a goal at some books. I mean, 600, 700, 750. I mean, that's the range we're looking at with him to score a goal here tonight, uh, in this game. So, uh, Reese Johnson, uh, don't sleep on that for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks here tonight, uh, in this game. Again, Kurashev's good look too for Chicago. Uh, he's gotten uh, four points, two goals in the last three games. He's heating up. He's playing better hockey for them. So it's all of a sudden the Chicago team, now that they're lighting the lamp, there's options as far as goal scoring, uh, prop, uh, markets, uh, are concerned. Uh, in this game for them. Uh, all right. And then on the LA side of things, uh, definitely Byfield, like I said, I think now is starting to find his footing, get his confidence going a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't uh, talk anyone out of uh, props involving him, especially because he continues to play on that top line spot with uh, Kopitar and with Kempe uh, for this team. Uh, as far as the uh, other options you might be uh, willing to look at here, uh, I'm just trying to see. Uh, Deneau's on a nice point run, I should point out. Five points in the last seven games for Phil Deneau. Uh, something you want to keep in mind. Kempe is just the one that's been uh, just absolutely uh, scorching lately for the uh, uh, LA Kings. Uh, you look at what he's done. If you go back to his last five games, he's got a bo- six points in his last five games and four goals during that span as well uh, for the LA Kings. So not a bad game from a prop standpoint. And definitely... Chicago, I'll have a couple bucks on that. We do have a small play on Chicago, plus 190. Ride the wave until it crashes, and we haven't seen signs of that yet uh, with this Blackhawks team kind of uh, uh, performing a little bit above their heads for now, but run with it while it lasts. Uh, and also over six might get involved with that if we do get a Morozik versus Quick matchup confirmed in net. All right, San Jose, Boston. We've got uh, Boston minus 360 home favorites, six the total. Uh, in this one, I mean, it's a tough game, and just it's where do you find the value to back Boston? I, I'm not sure I'm interested. Uh, they they should win this game in theory. They they should. I mean, San Jose's just one and four in their last five games. They've only won uh, nine games on the road this year. Boston just continues to roll along. The only losses they've had was uh, overtime loss against Buffalo to end uh, 2022, and then their only loss here in the calendar year 2023 was that bad spot. Uh, against a surging Seattle Kraken team where they lost that game 3 nothing, And we talked about it. it was a brutal spot coming back home off the West Coast road trip. So Boston kind of fell victim to that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, uh, it's a sign of a bad uh, run was coming. And uh, sure enough, since that loss, they've won four in a row. They beat Toronto. They uh, shut out Philly. They beat the Islanders, beat the Rangers. They just continue to win. So they should win this game. I mean, you, you always worry when you're playing San Jose and you've had a nice run and you've got you got bigger games coming up. you got Montreal, historical rivalry uh, with them. You're, they, you play them on Tuesday on the road. You start a road trip after this, Montreal on Tuesday. Then you got big games against Tampa Bay and Florida after that on the road for the Bruins. So do you look past the Sharks? But they've not really had many instances of that. You know, they could have looked past any of those bad teams on the West Coast road trip. They had San Jose and Anaheim, and they beat both of them. So I don't think that holds any water, this look-ahead spot, or, you know, they look ahead to the road trip, or they look past San Jose. And by the way, they've dominated San Jose. Ten straight head-to-head meetings versus the San Jose Sharks, won uh, by this uh, Boston uh, Bruins team. It does kind of feel like a little, you know, at the end of a a little bit of a great run here, a little bit of a flat spot, it does. But I don't have enough confidence in San Jose to to, to want to back them uh, against this Bruins team. As far as the goaltending goes here, I haven't had confirmation on the Bruins side of the equation yet, but it doesn't really matter. Allmark's been excellent all year. And Swayman, if it is Swayman, Swayman's playing his best hockey of the year right now. 
James Reimer has been confirmed in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He will be starting here. He's given up. He's really struggled. If you look back now at his last uh, six starts in net for the Sharks, he's one and five uh, in those games, uh, and he's given up three, three, four, 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 six. Three-plus goals allowed uh, in each of those uh, games. So probably an opportunity for Boston to find the back of the net in bunches. However, the team totals over three and a half is around minus 190 in some spots. If you're going to bet the team total and you want to knock the juice down uh, and knock the price down a little bit, you're going to have to go with over four for the uh, Bruins team total in this game. But uh, yeah, it's probably a game I'm going to end up staying off um, when it's all said and done. Uh, we got, you know, opinions on other games on this uh, five game slate here in uh uh, on this Sunday card. So that is where we are going with that. So again, just to, if I were to bet anything, I'd look maybe an over four with Boston, uh, but nothing uh, official uh, for this game, Sharks and uh, Bruins. All right, we got two games left to talk about here on this Sunday card. Uh, 180 live viewers watching on YouTube. Appreciate it very much joining us live on a Sunday as well. Thanks to our uh, podcast listeners uh, for joining us as well. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. We'll be back to talk about the uh, Last two games on this Sunday NHL slate, uh, right after we hear from our first of two sponsors, Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys show. And yeah, it has been made official that uh, Bruce Boudreaux relieved of his duties as head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. What a relief it has to be uh, for him. Uh, get the hell out of there. It's a, you know, and, uh, you know, start fresh, get on with your life. Um, you know, it's got to be a relief for him. And yes, Rick Talk at the new head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, which has been basically heavily rumored uh, for this entire uh, time. So uh, it's now official, finally. All right, next up, uh, we've got, uh, as we continue along here, Winnipeg Jets uh, and the, not the Ottawa Senators, Winnipeg Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got Winnipeg minus 165 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, both of these teams playing last night, Jets victorious uh, against the uh, Ottawa Senators, Philadelphia victorious against the Detroit Red Wings. So back-to-back for both sides going into this game. Uh, Winnipeg four and three on a back-to-back. Philly two and six on a back-to-back. Uh, keep that in mind. We'll see how this game uh, plays out. I would think David Riddick will get the start in net for the Jets here. Uh, and it was Carter Hart last night for the Flyers against Detroit. Connor Hellebuck last night for the Jets. So it could be backups on both sides. That's what I'm anticipating anyway. Uh, David Riddick for the Jets. Felix Sandstrom. For the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, who has a 1-6 record, by the way, this year. 3.37 uh, goals against average, 8.88 save percentage. Going into this matchup tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, so, uh, obviously, he's struggled. David Riddick, you know, at times has been better lately, I will say. I mean, he had the kind of a rough game against Vancouver on that Sunday afternoon game a couple of weeks ago. But if you take that out... And you look at what else he's done since uh, mid-December, or really since the since the start of December. You know, it was really November and October when he was kind of struggling a bit. Since December the 9th, one goal allowed, three goals allowed, one goal allowed, three goals allowed. He had, the again, the four against Vancouver. Last start against Pittsburgh, he only gives up one goal uh, on that Friday night game against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and they beat the Pens 4-1. to one. So, and David Riddick's been better lately. We got to give him his credit, right? We've ripped this guy a lot. I mean, we, we've given him a lot more shit than we've given players on this show for poor play. You know, we've given him the whole fucking, you know, big Civ Dave joke. That's been the running gag for years now on this show, uh, especially as he's really had his struggles. But 
He's been better lately, and it's not an automatic W for the opponent when uh, David Riddick is in net anymore for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So we'll see how this one goes. I believe that's what I was just about to get to. Someone in the chat mentioning it. Winnipeg's had, had just had a nightmare in Philadelphia. I can't explain it. They have just been incapable of winning in Philadelphia. It's it's it's, it's really insane. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, the, the meeting. Jets long term are eight and twenty four in Philadelphia. I mean, it's just unbelievable how poor they've been here in Philly uh, against the Flyers. And those have been some weak Flyers teams, some okay Jets teams. Remember, Jets were in a conference final against Vegas, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, they've gone through this just dreadful run in Philly head-to-head. So that does concern me a bit. Again, this is another game. I don't have a strong feel for it. Uh, uh, I'd probably lean over a little bit if we get the uh, – goaltenders I think we're going to get but even then you know Riddick's playing better it's not an automatic over it's not an automatic uh play on Philly if he's in net because he's played better lately uh we'll see how it goes here um tough game tough game because Philly again outside of outside of the um couple of games they've had recently I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head I'm off to actually look them up yeah the Boston game and the Chicago game you know where they played poorly outside of that they've played really good hockey the last uh, 10 games themselves but the Jets are the better of these two teams. Uh, they do play in Nashville Tuesday night. Uh, it's, it's a really tricky game. I still favor the better team. I'd st- maybe Jets uh, in regulation or Jets team total over. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested at least. I, I don't know if I'll pull the trigger. I want to see who's in net. I don't like that track record of Winnipeg and Philly. Let's put it this way. I might look at Winnipeg team total. I might look at Winnipeg. Then I don't have to worry about them winning the hockey game. You know, then I can just worry on the, the scoring four goals against a a goalie projected to be Felix Sandstrom tonight, where you know he's struggled. He's got a three point, you know, what uh, six goals, three point three goals against average, eight eighty eight save percentage. You know, I, I'm still a, a little bit dumbfounded. Samuel Erson was sent to the minors because he's been so good for uh, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers whenever he's gotten the opportunity. But the Jets team total over. I'm a little bit interested in that, but uh, for now, that's all. Uh, in this game. Uh, and uh, again, Philadelphia on the uh, back-to-back, Winnipeg on the back-to-back. Winnipeg does have the better record as well uh, on the uh, back-to-back. As far as props go uh, in uh, this game, Perfetti, I, you know, I think still remains someone to consider. He's gotten a goal. Uh, he got a goal last night against uh, Ottawa. He's playing in the top six. Uh, no question about that. Ehlers heating up again. Uh, Shifley with the two goals last night. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been, you know, really, really shooting the puck a lot lately. He's actually been an over-the-shots-on-goal prop machine lately for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he hasn't scored a point in three straight games. He's been shooting the puck a lot, so something you want to keep in mind there. Philadelphia, it's really been scoring by committee uh, for them, uh, you know, and that's why they've played a little bit better hockey, no question. I mean, they've had, you know, a bunch of different people in the lineup start to step up for them, uh, no question. So uh, excellent stuff from them. And, uh, by the way, the much... Uh, Obviously, under a lot of scrutiny this week, Ivan Provorov for all the uh, issues revolving the Pride Night, but uh, he was terrific last night, by the way, in the Detroit. He uh, he had a huge shot block right at the end of the game to preserve the 2-1 victory in that game for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, definitely a fascinating game here, but Jets team total over three and a half, I guess is my strongest lean, strongest stance right now. Uh, if I were to get involved in anything with that game. All right, Vegas and Arizona, final game of this Sunday card. Vegas minus 200, uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Arizona, uh, this is a team that is playing like they're tanking for Connor Bedard right now. Uh, they have definitely had their share of struggles. They had one lowly, lonely victory against Detroit in a shootout in a game they got badly outplayed. So that tells you where Arizona's at right now, that the one game they played, the one game they've won in their last 10 games, you know, they basically, um, they got outplayed badly by Detroit. They probably shouldn't have won that game 4-3 in a shootout, but they did, even though they got outshot 40-23 to uh, in that game. Other than that, 1-9 in their last 10 games. The uh, magic of the mullet is starting to wear off a little bit for the Coyotes. All of a sudden, in the last uh, five home games, this team is just 1-4. and four. You know, they've started to lose games now on home ice. They're just losing games, period, uh, right now. This Arizona team... Vegas should come in here and get the job done. They really should. I mean, it is back-to-back for uh, Vegas uh, and for Arizona. They both played last night, so there's really no uh, advantage either way. And, 
you know, this team with uh, Lawson Krause out, he's missed the last two games with an upper body injury. He's missed. He's a very hardworking player. He's given them some offense this year. Uh, he's out, and he may not be back tonight. We know and Vegas isn't going to feel sorry for Arizona with all the injuries they have. Make no mistake about it. As far as back-to-back -back records this year, Vegas is 1-2 and two on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Arizona 0-4 oh uh, on the second night of a back-to-back -back, uh, this year. So you got to think that was maybe a little wake-up call. You'd hate to see Vegas, you know, have the wake-up call last night against Washington, win 6-2, to two, and then come back and lay an egg here tonight against Arizona. That can't happen. If you're at Vegas, you've got to maintain your focus. You know, don't take this Coyotes team for granted. Because the one thing Arizona will do is they will work hard, especially on home ice. We've seen evidence of that. Uh, the betting markets are, in, are like in Vegas here because this is minus 190 they were. I'm seeing minus 200. I'm now seeing minus 210. I'm even starting to see minus 220 start to appear here on Vegas. So you're starting to see the money roll in here on the uh, Golden Knights a little bit. Uh, it is worth noting, by the way, in terms of the uh, total, two of the last three have gone over uh, between uh, these two teams head-to-head. Uh, -head. So the total here is currently uh, six shaded to the over, probably would lean that way. Um, probably in this one, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to look toward Vegas. I'm going to probably do a split because I want to back Vegas here, and I'm going to back Vegas in some form. I'm probably going to do a split here between a team total over on Vegas, three and a half at a nice price, minus 112. Very solid price. Vegas Golden Knights over three and a half with their team total. And probably Vegas in regulation here uh, in this game as well. Vegas in reg is currently uh, minus 126 at Pinnacle. Uh, so not a bad price there as well. Vegas in regulation around a buck 25, buck 30. And also the Vegas team total over split uh, going into this game. As far as the goaltending, uh, it is Karel Vamelka confirmed in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it looks like for him, Vimelka uh, hasn't been in net since that Washington game. He had a rough month, really, since the beginning of January. Things have really, really hit the wall for him after some really brilliant play at times earlier in the season. Five, six, three, four, four, two, and four. So only once, only twice, I should say, has he given up less than four goals uh, since the uh, beginning of January. So, you know, his numbers have definitely declined. I would expect to see Aiden Hill here tonight in net for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, in this game. He was in the net for the loss against Detroit. Obviously, we saw Logan Thompson uh, backstop Vegas in the victory against Washington last night. But um, Aiden Hill is probably going to be amped up. He used to be with the Arizona Coyotes organization at one time. That's usually kind of a uh, kind of a bet on situation where you've got a goalie playing his old team. He always wants to play well. So it wouldn't shock me if Aiden Hill's a solid uh, performance in net. So. I'm definitely looking at a Vegas and reg Vegas team total over and might even consider an over six at minus 120 in this game uh, as well. Uh, yes, Alex B. Smith still under the weather, man. He just cannot shake these, uh, you know, headaches. He's, it's a combination of headaches. He's had stomach issues. He's had back issues. His back is seized up during the show at times as well. I mean, the last time he was on on Thursday, his back seized up right in the middle of the show. So. Uh, no question. He's had all kinds of shit to deal with. So, but he did tweet out a play and yes, he just sent it to me as well. DM'd it. And so I can mention it on the show and I will mention it during our best bet segment because it's his only play and it is his best bet. So we will get to that uh, as well. Uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us Hit the like button. Uh, if you haven't done so already, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we will be right back to wrap up the show. Oh, by the way, patreon.com slash ice guys, $10 a month. Subscribe, sign up. It's just a drop in the bucket. You get goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings. We've got bonus content planned moving forward. We've got our daily Ice Guys show betting card posted there each and every day. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. And remember, our Ice Guys live betcast is Tuesday night, two nights from now, this Tuesday, January 24th, starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We will go for at least I would say four four and a half hours we'll get you through the early games we'll get you through I think most of the 8 p.m 9 p.m eastern games there's a big one at 9 p.m eastern Washington and Colorado we'll definitely stay on with the lot the air with the live betcast through the end of that game and then maybe we shut it down after that but we'll see depending on the turnout uh, but if you want to join us on the live betcast this Tuesday night 7 p.m eastern on the stream hang out with me and Alex and everybody else you know, grab your favorite beverage, 
uh, hang out, watch some games, live betting. We'll make, place a bunch of live bets. Hopefully we'll be profitable with them. Commentary as the games are taking place. It's a ton of fun. And it'll be our first BetCast of 2023. So uh, make sure you join us uh, for that. Uh, our Ice Guys Live BetCast this Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to join us on the BetCast, DM me and I will make sure to send you the link for the uh, BetCast to join us on the stream uh, Tuesday night. Uh, when we do the uh, Ice Guys Live BetCast, our first one for 2023. Uh, all right. Yeah, $10 U.S. for the Patreon price. Uh, it's always in U.S. Uh, dollars. All right, good stuff. Uh, that is the Sunday card. We'll be back to wrap things up with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and it is time for best bets. Uh, best bet from Alex B. Smith. Uh, he sent one along, even though he's not on today. San Jose, Boston, first period over one and a half, minus 140. Uh, Sharks, Bruins, first period over one and a half, minus 140. Uh, best bet here for Alex B. Smith on this Sunday uh, show. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Sunday card, uh, tough card. Uh, so by default, my best bet's Pittsburgh. Um, plus 125 against New Jersey in the early afternoon affair here against the uh, Devils. Um, just basically Pittsburgh finally getting uh, back in the win column, a little confidence. Uh, it's been a road team dominated recent series history between these division rivals. The road team has won five straight games. Uh, the last two in Jersey, Pittsburgh has won. The last, I think, two or three in Pittsburgh, New Jersey has won. So it's been the road team that's been dominant. I think it's a better spot in the schedule for Pittsburgh Again, playing Friday, now a shorter trip. New Jersey's coming back home after the five-game road trip, out on the road for 10 days, 0-4 in home games after a, a seven-plus-day road trip for the Devils, and 1-8 and in their last nine home games overall. This has not been a team playing good hockey on home ice. Pittsburgh takes advantage today, and the value to me is with them here. Penguins, plus 125 for my best bet on this Sunday card. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, and more download the ice guys podcast. When you can't watch the show live, 
I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the hockey, the NFL divisional playoffs. Two more games today with that uh, and everything else. Uh, enjoy it on a, a Sunday. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. And uh, by the way, one more last thing. Someone mentioned the Sharks. Um, I'm not I'm not betting that game, but I'm telling you what, if you're going to bet money line in that game today, you have to take San Jose or you don't bet the game. Because, you know, I think laying minus 350, even with a team like Boston, is lunacy to lay that price in any NHL game. And I want to stress that. You'll never, ever see me lay minus 350 or I'll, I'll never lay minus 200 or minus 250, let alone minus 350 with any favorite in any sport, but especially the NHL, where there's so much shit that can happen. Bad penalty calls, you know, random bounce of the puck that doesn't go your way. There's so much that can go wrong. For any team, even the big favorite, it's just not worth it to put yourself behind the eight ball uh, and lay a 350 price, especially in this sport. So there you go. A little uh, public service announcement right there uh, for all of our um, uh, our viewers and listeners. I would never do that, and I don't recommend anyone else doing that uh, either. All right. That'll wrap it up. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Thank <laughs> you.